Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Paul Catalina alongside Orlando Scandrick. As always in Orlando, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But first, please like and subscribe wherever you get podcasts on the Believe Podcast Network. The only podcast network with podcasts for every team in every city. Do you believe... Orlando, uh, tons of Cowboys news just in the first day of pads. Gerald McCoy out for the season with the ruptured quadriceps tendon. They're already dealing with injuries. And you talked about this on the podcast last week. This is somewhat to be expected because of the uh, non-existent offseason. Correct. Um, I, we talked about this and I've talked about this time and time again. It's a very, very fine line between pushing your players to the limit and working them in the way, working them in the swing of things. And, you know, coaches, they feel like they haven't had an off season. They got so much to prove. They want to win so bad. And it's just, it's not their body, you know, and they just push you, push you, push you until these soft tissue injuries happen. Well, and uh, to help us dive into this topic, we're going to get right to him. A guy, you know, really well, he was, he's your agent, been your agent for a long time. Ron Slavin joins us now. And Ron, um, this off season was not an off season. In, in the sense that they weren't playing, but they didn't get to do any of the normal things, none of the OTAs, none of the, the workouts. Uh, as an agent, just had to watch guys deal with getting hurt and doing that. What's been so different about this offseason, and, and what can be done for any of these guys to combat against this right now? Um, I think they're just all in a tough spot. 2011, there was a lockout, and... You know, they didn't have an offseason that year either. And then training camp, I think they had the highest number of ACLs and Achilles tendon injuries that they've had in 20 years. Um, the, the guys that I think are in the biggest or have the toughest predicament are the rookies because they're trying to learn a playbook. They haven't had the offseason to get caught up. And then, especially with the way that the league is now, the rookies are put on the field a lot faster than um 10 years ago when Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, he sat he sat on the bench for three years before he had a play. That doesn't happen anymore. If, you, if they're drafting you, especially if they're taking in the first four rounds, they expect you to be on the field ASAP. So those guys have to be, have to one, get the mental part up, but they hadn't, they didn't, they didn't have the off season training regimen. And then they have to show up and quarantine for 10 days this year. So they're laying around in the hotel room, their body fat goes up, their muscle tone goes down and now they got to come get on the field and try to impress these coaches as rookies again on the field. So you're going to see hamstring injuries. You're going to see other soft tissue injuries with those guys. And then the other group of guys I think are going to have the hardest time. We saw today with Gerald McCoy or the over 30 players. Orlando knows, you know, how tough it was as he got older to get his body right and get through camp. But now these guys are showing up. They've had their off season. A lot of these guys have wives, kids, other stuff going on. So their training regimen was there, but it's probably not where it needs to be to jump right into it to an you know NFL training camp where they're saying, "Oh, we have a ramp up period," but the ramp up period is you know ten days of conditioning, and all of a sudden 
300 pound men are smashing into each other, there's going to be injuries. Paul, I couldn't agree with him more. Um, I will bring up a similar situation. I went through a bit of a contract dispute and I think it was 2015 and, you know, I didn't have much of an off season and, you know, I was having a little bit of problems with my knees, having some tendonitis. And when I finally got back in the swing of things, I tear my ACL. And that was just, it was, it was huge because going through that whole process of rehab and just not, not doing anything for football for a whole year, it just, it made it, me realize how important it was to have an off season, how important those OTA practices are, how important those conditioning sessions are, how important just camp is altogether. Yeah. And Ron, uh, and in Orlando, there's nothing like, there's not a, an equivalent thing. You know, everybody trains in the off season, but there's not an equivalent thing that people can do right to, to really get ready for this. No, I mean, players bitch all the time about all, you know, when the new CBA was negotiated in 11, it was all we need less work and less time with the team. Um, I don't know how much I agreed with that thought process because just get more money from the owners instead of less work because of the, the OTAs and all that time in the off season with your teammates, seven on sevens, you know, 11 on 11 working through that, that's getting your body ready for the season. So when you completely eliminate it this time, not because of a lockout or not because the league and the union can never get along, you eliminate it because of COVID there's going to be issues and it's the buildup more than anything. And it's your body taking those reps. If you're a receiver and corner, you know, running routes or covering receiver and O lineman, D lineman working against each other, pushing on other 300 pound bodies. You know, there's a bunch of, D-line coaches, O-line coaches, DB coaches all over the country now that are all experts, but it's totally different than being in that team atmosphere. You can have, you know, there's a there's a guy here in Dallas, Duke Mannyweather does O-lineman and Brandon Tucker does D-lineman. You can have two and three, like Alden Smith had two or three guys he was working with, but it's not the same as being in that whole team environment, lifting in the morning, eating right, you know, doing everything that goes into being a professional athlete and a professional football player all that stuff adds up and it's the reason that guys can stay healthy during the season because they had that whole off season of the meals, the weight training, the coaching, all that stuff at one facility where they get it all done, which then builds them up for training camp and then a 16 game season. Yeah. Orlando, what was your, what was your off season? Like when you, when you did have one that would compare to the one when you didn't have it, when you, you, know, you talked about when you tore your ACL. When I had an off season, um, it was usually at the first month or so. I get through Super Bowl not working out, and I usually, after my birthday, which is February 10th, I'm working out. But it was just that being around the guys, um, going back, you know, when I was in Dallas, I was 100% off season guy. You know, I was I was there every day, opposed to when I wasn't. I was out. Um, obviously Ron was worried about me because he couldn't really, you know, you're not in that controlled environment. So many things happens. Players get so used to being in a controlled environment and getting in a routine, which is going to work out, going to lift, going to meetings, going home. But when you have so much free time on your hand and you're so young and you have the type of money that these guys are making, it makes it really, really difficult to focus. So Ron, what's your, uh, What's your life like when you got those young guys not under cover, you know, not under contract, negotiating deals, young guys for the first time? What, what's what's an agent's life in those situations? You saw how Orlando threw in his birthday. Just to get some extra <laughs> gifts here. He just told all the listeners, "Oh, February tenth, by the way, it's my uh, birthday." Um, so dealing with the rookies this year was 
it wasn't as bad. I, I mean, you know, the two Baylor kids I have, Denzel Mims and James Lynch, and I had two Boise kids, Curtis Weaver and Ezra Cleveland. And then I had a TCU kid, Cordell Wagyu. They, they already, I had them at Exos for the, for the pre combine and pro day stuff. And then that, then the pro days got shut down, but I got them back into Exos. And then when Exos got shut down and we had other trainers here, like I said, Brandon Tucker and Tom was working with my D line guys. Um, so I just tried to keep it as normal or as close to what they're going to have at the facility as possible, but it still wasn't the same thing. And we, we were talking offline here about, you know, Denzel Mims has a little bit of a hamstring issue right now, but I really believe that goes to the fact that you quarantine for 10 days in a hotel room, you're not doing anything. And then, all right, now let's go out and, you know, run full speed and catch footballs and, you know, it's a, it's a minor hamstring that he has, but it's, it happened. Just, I, I really believe you're not getting the weight training in. You're not getting the meal plan. You're just sitting in a hotel for the so-called quarantine. So I think that screws up the that screwed up Denzel for sure. But other rookies, I'm sure, are having some soft tissue injuries. It's because of that. You can't literally go from training from January 1st until you show up at training camp and all of a sudden just take 10 days off and lay around in a hotel room. Yeah. Orlando, you mentioned earlier about coaches, you know, they want to see, they want to see your effort right away. And especially if you're a young player, it's not like you can say, well, I'd like to ramp up after this 10 days off. Like that's not something that you can really talk about. Can you let's even go further than that? There's, there's three types of speeds in the NFL. There's training camp speed, which is practice speed. There's preseason speed. There's regular season speed and there's, playoff speed now these guys are coming from colleges some small colleges some big colleges things are moving way faster than they've ever seen before so when coaches want to see you give that effort and you know run down on special teams and these guys are trying to stay up late and study and trying to eat the right things maybe not hydrating all the time and some of these players are in places that are humid places that are hot and it's just a huge change and it's it's a really really big stress on your body so, Ron, when it comes down to um, advice that you give your players and how to deal with this this early on in camp, what what have you told them so far? Um, well, I mean, so I texted with one of my rookies today about you know he struggled with some technique stuff, and I was like, look, you didn't have May, June, and July to work on it, so just you know keep working through it. Other guys are complaining about not having enough reps. You know, they we live in this instant gratification world where everybody you know, gets whatever they want because of our cell phones, iPads, computers, guys have Tinder dating apps. They can have a girlfriend in 30 seconds, you know, so you can't in the football world, they have to understand that you still have to have patience because it's not going to happen overnight and you didn't have the off season. So what I'm, my main thing that I've been texting everybody and I have rookies and I have eight, nine year vets who, Sometimes I want to smack upside the head like, dude, you've done this for eight years. You know that if you're in a situation and you get six reps the first day, the next day you might get 30. So just stay in it mentally every day and outwork everybody else because there are going to be guys who aren't getting the same support as I'm giving you and and knowledge that I'm giving you because there's too many guys in my business that just want to tell everyone they're the greatest and, oh, that's BS, you're not getting the reps. Well, that's not reality. Like you just got to keep working at it and don't, let you know one bad day or one bad rep define your entire training camp you have four weeks here to put as much tape on possible for these teams to see you and it's 80 man roster so they're keeping 69 of these 80 guys between the regular roster and practice squad so if you get cut you know if you're one of those 11 you might not have it because 
they're literally giving you every chance in the world to make these teams this year. Orlando, before you respond to that, I just want it noted that uh, Ron, for NFL players, it takes 30 seconds on Tinder. For normal people, you have to put in a lot more work, I'm just saying. Uh, it probably but, takes a minute, but yeah. whatever. That's the world <laughs> yeah, we live in. Exactly. That's what she said, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Orlando, um, to, to that end of, of dealing with all the things you have to deal with in practice uh, as, as a player, what, what are your thoughts on what Ron just said? I was so fortunate to have Ron in my corner and me and Ron have had knockdown drag out fights where it's like, I want to fire him. Don't fire me. Maybe we aren't for each other. And um, I was a guy that was drafted late. And, you know, Ron can attest to this. When my rookie year with the Dallas Cowboys, we had Terrence Newman, top five pick, Pac-Man Jones, top 10 pick, Mike Jenkins, first round pick, Anthony Henry, player in his second contract. So I was with the, I, I was one of those guys at the beginning when I was like, Ron, I'm not getting any reps. And he's just like, just stick with it. Do everything you can study, you know, just stick with it. They said you're doing fine. And then boom, Terrence gets hurt. He hurts his growing. Then I get an opportunity to go play nickel and I get an opportunity to play with the ones. And it was one of those things where I took advantage and I seized my opportunity. And when Terrence became healthy, you know, I was back to the bench and it was just like, Ron, I got two reps today. I got one, one on special team or two on special teams and that was it and he was just like just stick with it then here we are again Terrence gets hurt again I'm with the one nickel again and real live game action then Pac-Man gets suspended now I'm the permanent nickel and I think from that point on in my whole career in Dallas I was at no worse than number three corner so so Ron your job is also to tell them what they don't want to hear or what they need to hear right right well I mean and I tell people this all the time the reason Orlando lasted as long as he did because every year in his head he was getting screwed or getting cut or something bad was happening so it made him you know he always had the chip on the shoulder because everyone in the world knows he shouldn't have been a fifth round pick with the talent he had um but you know literally when they drafted mo claiborne i'm i I remember almost every conversation with orlando because i was always like what the hell is he talking about so they draft mo claiborne he's like oh man i'm out of here i'm like no you're not it's brandon carr you and mo and then he beats out Mo. And then the next year, you know, every year it was somebody different. But my guys who last the longest in the league are guys like that, right? Not, not, they never get too comfortable. They always are pissed or, you know, thinking they're getting screwed. So they outwork everybody. And Orlando's personality in general rubbed people the wrong way. But it rubbed people the wrong way just because he was outworking them. And he was going to, especially in practice, he was going to talk shit because he's going to do everything he can to beat you. So those phone calls, those text messages, that's why he lasts as long as he did. And the rally is Orlando could play again this year probably because guys are dropping like flies and teams are going to need corners. I mean, Orlando could play as long as he wants just because he was always going to do whatever it takes to make it. Well, yeah, complacency is a killer, isn't it, Orlando? Definitely. But every year it was something with me for I could go through every single year. The first year it was the training camp. The second year, you know, okay. It was I was the third corner, but I never got a chance to beat out Mike. Mike goes and makes the Pro Bowl. Now we go into the third year. He was the tenth alternate, but yeah. <laughs> now we go into now we go into the third year. I play really well. Then we're going into a lockout. I remember it like it was yesterday. I said, Ron, going into my contract year, if they say they love me and they say I'm part of it, let's get an extension. And he's telling me like dude, I can't do anything. It's a lockout. Ron gets Steven Jones on a call during a lockout. He, he's done everything I said. And then we go into the fifth year. Now we're back to competing with Mo. Well, wait a minute. I got the deal done for you. <laughs> he did get the deal done going into my right, fourth thank year. You. He made me pay like a starter. Never, haven't started any games. 
Then we go into my fourth year and my fifth year, and I start to become an ascending player. And now I'm bitching and complaining at Ron. Ron, I'm not making enough money. Ron, I'm better than this guy. This guy makes more than me. And it was just, it was always something that kept me going and that kept me, like, that I used to motivate myself. And like I said, for the NFL, though, it's, you got to take advantage of your opportunity and you have to really stay hungry and you have to really keep that chip on your shoulder. Ron, does sometimes it matter if, like, I mean, if if the perception is real or not of, of what to drive in their their chip as long as it's it's a healthy as a healthy pursuit. I mean, every single guy is different, right? Mm-hmm. I need I I just it. I mean, it took me a. I'm a different guy now than I was when I first started representing Orlando. Like he's a different guy than he was then too. Um, so it's just figuring out what keeps each guy going and when to say things, when not to, when to pick battles, when not to, but always shoot them as straight as possible so they know what even if they don't want to hear it they know that when they go home and process it all that i'm not bsing them that i'm telling them what it is to hopefully continue to play as long as possible um i mean but like i said i still got guys who been in the league a while and for whatever reason i don't know if that's what keeps them going or what but some things that are said to me sometimes it's like this isn't real you're not living in reality you have to you know, figure out best way to be successful with my help, but you gotta, you gotta go do it. And as many opportunities I get, some of these guys, Orlando always sends me texts when I get a couple guys jobs every year. Like you must have nude pictures of every general manager in the league. Cause how's this guy still playing? Um, those conversations are had, but it's because I'm just trying to keep these guys. I, I want guys to play as long as they want to play. I don't want the league to tell them how long they're going to play. For guys who are, like, for example, the Cowboys signed Everson Griffin uh, this last week. He'll be with them here in the next couple of days, you know, as he kind of, you know, works his way in. He was a free agent all this time. And Orlando, we'll start with you about, you know, how you would approach it. And then, uh, and then Ron, what you tell your, your, your people. But uh, he's coming in. He's had no, he didn't know what he was going to do until a week ago. Uh, how is that different for a player just sitting and waiting, you know, to, to, to wind up with the team? I've never been an actual free agent where I sat and wait. I was always a guy that when my contract got close to expiring, I wanted, I, I wanted security. Ron knew Ron knows me. Well, he's known me since I was 21 years old. He knows that I perform well when I have perform better when I have security, but for someone like Everson, I think his whole deal was not no. It wasn't not that he was annoying. He knew he was going to play. I think that he wanted to wait and get the most money that he could. I don't know what he was asking for and I don't really know what he got paid, but I think his decision to wait it out was more about a money factor. Yeah, Ron, what do you tell players during this time? I mean, like this, this, that's probably the hardest part, especially for a veteran like Everson Griffin, who's a fantastic player. I mean, he was going to get signed, but having to wait through all this and then get signed when camps already started is has got to be kind of kind of a mind screw, I would think. Well, so he he opted out of his contract with the Vikings, so he was supposed to make a bunch of money, but then he wanted to go to free agency and probably. And again, I don't represent him, and I don't know what conversations were had. I just know what I've been told. So he had opted out, and then he goes to free agency, and then, you know, everybody forgets, but this COVID stuff started freaking people out the second week of free agency, and teams weren't wanting to spend money. And there's certain guys like Clowney and Everson and some other pretty good player, Logan Ryan, there's some pretty good players on the street still that I don't think if it was a normal year, they would be on the street. I think I think they all would have probably got deals in March, but, you know, there's 32 teams, and let's say half of, ownership, half of those teams' ownership were freaked out about – what was going on because you remember 
March 13th is when the whole COVID thing really blew up. That's right when free agency started and it was panic, 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 end of the world, Spanish flu, we're all going to die. And some of these teams were reluctant to pay guys. So I don't think Everson probably ever stopped training. He knew he was going to play this year. It wasn't like he was trying to retire. He was trying to get paid. And I, I just think it was just, he's a victim of the circumstances with the COVID, but he has a one-year deal and now he can go, you know, show everybody that he's, I mean, it's not like he hasn't been the guy that he's a pretty consistent player. Um, and now he's got an opportunity to plan a one-year deal. And I mean, if he makes a bunch of plays here, it's not like the Cowboys wouldn't want him back. Yeah. Orlando, your thoughts on that? I think that he's betting on himself. Um, I think if he comes and he does what he's supposed to do, I think the Cowboys want him back. I think this is the more pass rushers, the better. Um, I do, do have some question marks about, you know, Everson and just being able to play in this three, four scheme. Um, but if he can come in when they use their four man front and he can rush the passer and he can get after the passer, like, you know, he's done in the past, they'll be able to use combinations with Everson, um, to Marcus Alden at the same time. And I think it'll be great. The The guy that I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing is Alden Smith. Um, it's going to be a beautiful story. If he can pick up where he left off, I thought that he was dominant, dominant, dominant player in his time in San Francisco. I remember their defense like it was yesterday. Um, they had Justin Smith, a guy that was he was a good player when he was in Cincinnati, just dominant with the 49ers. They had Alden Smith, a guy that was dominant. Um, Patrick Willis, another guy that was dominant, one of the best linebackers of all time. Navarro Bowman, dominant player. And then they just had great players at safety. Deshaun Golson, they had Dante Widner. That defense was top five every year. Yeah, well, uh, and uh, and Ron, you 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 represent Alden Smith, and and here he has this opportunity. What's this been like for for you to to watch him uh, get back in into the swing of things? Um, I, you know, the, from May till training camp, he was working out a guy. He was working out with Brandon Tucker here in Dallas. So I'd go watch him work out and take some videos and send it to people, and they'd be like, "Wow, like he doesn't he." He's 20 pounds heavier and doesn't look any slower. He's still got his quickness. He's always going to have the length. And, you know, Tyron Smith is always a guy that's given people trouble because of his length. He has 36-inch arms. Well, so does Alden. So I've already heard from front office people there and um, coaches there that the, their battles, their one-on-one battles already, where they've just been working with each other to get each other better has been ridiculous. And... Zach Martin, I think, said too in the media today that Alden's given everybody problems already. So as he continues to progress and gets back into the swing of things, he's only going to get better. And people are saying, oh, he's been out of it for five years and, you know, he's 30 years old. But being out of it is one thing, but he also wasn't getting his body beat up. So he's pretty fresh physically. He never really had any major surgeries, knock on wood. Um, but, you know, I, it's never been about Alden's talent. It's just, you know, Alden's other issues and we have or he has those things under wraps and he's done a really good job and you know to take it upon himself to get better and as long as as long as he stays on that path and the season goes the way it is I've I've said it multiple times I have no doubt he's a double digit sack guy right now yeah, and, and Orlando, even with, you know, the injury to Gerald McCoy, which I think is, you know, more of an inside in, you know, injury that, that might affect, you know, Tyrone Crawford moving over and playing there a little Ty- bit, a little bit I more. Think Tyrone, Tyrone Crawford was going to play defensive end in a three, four the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, 
That's, that's just the position. That's what he was drafted to play in the Rob Ryan scheme. Didn't really work out because Rob was really, really multiple and they, they didn't give him a chance. And then he gets paid to be a big time three set. So I think this is going to be great. Um, I think the, the depth is what I'm a little worried about. Um, you Tristan, know, Hill is as ta- Tristan Hill is as talented as anybody uh, physically. Um, just he's still got to mature and, and take it upon himself to be a pro. But as a athlete and from man his size there's not a lot of people i mean his combine workout was ridiculous there's not a lot of guys who can move like him there's a reason rod marinelli fell in love with him rod saw you know i'm not calling him warren sap but ron rod said he moved a lot like warren did coming out athletically well i think that was his they called him that at ucf they called him baby sap and so that yeah. that kind of that kind of built up there. But again, his and his thing was just uh, he was not. And Ron, I'm, this is something you deal with all the time, Orlando. You've seen it as a player in the locker room. Some guys are ready to be professionals, whether it be a professional athlete or just a you know working whatever job. And some guys need a little more time. And and he's one of those guys who needs some time to to maybe just be an adult. Am I right on that? I know he was drafted very very high, and I know he had every opportunity to play. Um, I'm not one of those guys, and Ron will tell you this, I don't have sympathy for anybody because I was not drafted very high, and I really don't have sympathy for people that were drafted very high, getting paid a lot of money and not playing. But any guy that is inactive and that does not make the 46-man roster concerns me. So, I mean, if they say the kid has talent, you know, we're going to see. It's going to – sooner or later, it's going to have to show. Yeah, Ron, what do you – I mean, you know, you watch guys. Is that is that one of the challenges, though, of you hear this guy has talent, but he's not he's not a grown-up yet? I mean, I mean, he was this young, he was a young kid coming out. I mean, Orlando was young coming out. That was the knock on Orlando, right? He wasn't mature enough and he was young and needs to go back to Boise. And that was, you know, and some things are said about him at Boise, but that hurt his whole draft stock with Tristan. I think it was, I think it's a little bit of the same thing. Um, I really hope he takes a jump because, yeah, like I said, the talent-wise is there. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here on the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Ron Slavin, thank you so much for joining us. You gave us some great, great insight, really interesting stuff uh, from you this week. Thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. No problem. Anything for Orlando. <laughs> Orlando, uh, any any closing thoughts before uh, before ne- we, we, we talk again next week? I don't. Um, just as this camp goes on it's it's going to be which teams buy in which teams are responsible how these players react to adverse situations and i'm really really interested to see how players react when one of their teammates does get diagnosed with covid19 because it's it's going to happen that's just the world we live in it's a vaccine that i mean it's a sorry not a vaccine it's a virus that has no vaccine and they really don't know how it's transmitted some say it's airborne some say it lives on things but no one really knows all right, that's going to do it for us. The Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you do get your podcast. Uh, retweet us, put us on all your social medias, uh, all that stuff. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. We're back again next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.